0: It can be said rock and roll is an extension of high school. It all revolves around what's cool and what isn't and what should be. Usually, the lifespan of a name band lasts as long as one's time spent in high school, give or take a year or two. And when a band manages to forage onward, break out, and carve a career for themselves in this slimy rock and roll business, a little bit of their sheen and luster gets lost, much like a professional student in university who never graduates. We are all complicit to one degree or another, playing into this made-up hierarchy, adorning our heroes with expectations that can never be reached, ultimately doomed to disappoint, festooning them with a degree of coolness that can be seen as a jail sentence, disallowing them to break face. It's a tiring game that usually ends up with shattered images and disillusionment. Every single band, every single person in those bands that I have idolized, revered, honored, admired has disappointed me. Quietly so, but still, I've been left a little underwhelmed at at least one point in their career, or discography. I'm not going to go through the list here because I don't want to burn any bridges, but pretty much everyone, except maybe four or five people. One of them on this very, very, very short list is Glenn Danzig. Glenn Danzig remains to me the consummate musician, rock star, personality, vocalist. People tend to fixate on one aspect of him, be it his image or his earlier work, but make no mistake, in this gimp world of rock, Glenn Danzig is one of the true musical auteurs. His work is consistent as much as it is ever-changing. He has shown throughout the years his ability to innovate, adapt, and simply write some incredible music, catchy, heavy, doomy, soft, beautiful, and ugly. He is credited for inventing genres of music, inventing genres. That's some heavy shit right there. How many vaunted people in this day and age can claim that on their CV? Whether it's the catchy horror punk of the Misfits, the doom-laden rock and industrial tinges he took his eponymously named Danzig group, or even his Black Aria album, Glenn cannot be contained. Perhaps this is why he is such a contentious figure in pop culture. I have always defended Danzig in any conversation friends and I would have, and my argument would always rest with his alignment to the darkest of the dark. It's almost a prerequisite that controversy and animosity follow. Having a discography as extensive and wide-ranging as Glenn Danzig's, sometimes attention is given to certain periods more than others— the Misfits are a band held dear to multitudes that spans generations, while the Danzig band is loved by legions crossing over subcultures. Within their folds, I always noticed, the one band often viewed as an afterthought, but carrying more musical weight than both, was Sam Hain, The mysterious counterpoint to the Misfits, the transitionary period that eventually evolved into Danzig, Sam Hain lasted for a little over two years, but its legacy and esteem has only grown. If you haven't heard Sam Hain, because I've actually had conversations about the Misfits, and when I brought up Sam Hain, they said, "Huh?" So, if you haven't heard Sam Hain, it's not as catchy and as sweet as the Misfits, or as heavy and hard as Danzig. It has those elements, but it's 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 colder, it's spookier, and when I think about it. Its rightful place is to remain in the dark, almost unnoticed, rearing its head when the time is right. Now is the time. This year marks the 30th anniversary of Sam Hain's first record, Initium. To celebrate, the band is embarking on a very short seven show tour in America between September 13th in Chicago for Riot Fest and ending on November 1st in New York City, Sam Hain Night. The last time Sam Hain played shows was in 1999, and for all intents and purposes, most likely this will be the final time anyone will get to see them. For me, the players and characters that circle Glenn Danzig are on equal footing as the man himself. No matter what the group, there was a tying thread to all of them, whether it was their larger-than-life personas or their incredibly cool names, guys like John Christ, Jerry Only, Doyle, Chuck Biscuits, Damien, Steve Zing, Erie Vaughn, and London May. All of it was just so cool. Now, knowing that now, put yourself in my position. This whole episode started on Instagram of all places. One Monday morning this past July, I posted a pic of Sam Hain backstage after what appeared to be one of their blood shows and wrote underneath the photo, Monday Bloody Monday, a sentiment that I think a lot of people share about Mondays. I received a message from London May himself thanking me for the post and telling me that Sam Hain were getting ready to do a 30th anniversary tour in the fall. We went back and forth, and I found out he saw us play in LA a few years back and he personally invited me to the Sam Hain shows. Now, you got to understand here, this is huge for me. These guys and and how they presented themselves, and with only a picture to go on, and with only a picture to stare at. I mean, this is before the internet. These guys were like, they were like myths to me. Fantasy figures that loomed in the shadows of my mind's eye. And now, after all these years of holding my fandom intact, one of them was reaching out. It was surreal. And this is where you find me. This is a podcast with London May and Steve Zing of Sam Hain. Even though it was done through Skype and there was numerous dropouts and echo and a little bit of feedback in my headphones, which totally threw me off for the entire talk, and I apologize here for, this is a very big deal for me. Much like the Henry Rollins episode, you can hear that I'm a little bit too keen at times, but it's only because I was super excited and I was struggling to be cool in front of these two guys. What makes this episode even more special is that they brought on Peter Adams, who plays guitar in Baroness, and who will be playing guitar in Samhain for the 30th anniversary tour this fall. It was the day after their first jam. So this is, a, a, this is really special. I feel this is kind of a scoop. You can hear Peter's excitement. You can hear my excitement. It's, it's all pretty cool. So please, forgive me here. I'm talking to one of my favorite bands of all time. London May, Steve Zing, and Peter Adams of Sam Hain are this episode's guest on the official Danko Jones podcast. And it starts... N- oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait. When you listen to this episode, I call out Todd Youth here. Todd, if you're listening, my offer still stands.
1: The Danko Jones podcast has a...
2: What do Mastodon, Anthrax, Guns N' Roses, Fucked Up, Opeth, Sloan, The Kids in the Hall, Fozzie, Gallows, and Broken Social Scene all have in common? They've all had at least one member guest on the official Danko Jones podcast. Check it out on iTunes and SoundCloud today.
1: You're about to listen to the greatest podcast on the net. It's the official Danko Jones podcast. Get ready for your host Zanko Jones. Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin.
2: Hey, it's uh London and Steve and Pete. How you doing, gun?
0: How's it going, guys?
2: It's going awesome. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great, man.
2: Is hey, that
1: Peter
0: Adams? Yeah, man. <clears throat> um first of all, thanks a lot for doing this. This really kind of this whole thing started uh as a huge surprise to me, through Instagram, I uploaded a picture of uh, of a blood show of you guys on a Monday, and I just said uh, "Monday bloody Monday." And then London just reached out to me, and I really couldn't believe it was him or or you. Or I, I had to ask: Is this the yeah. real London May?
2: Well, that's. It's funny. You said, is this the real London May? And my Instagram name is real London May.
0: (laughs) Well, that was just it is because I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, you're calling yourself London May.
2: (laughs) That's Uh, pretty good. Ha ha. I get it. Right. Right.
0: So So, uh, that was that kind of blew me away. And it for the rest of the day, I was kind of texting and emailing people going this
2: happened. Wow. Well, slow slow news day in Canada, but thank you very much. I'm very flattered.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, uh, London, I was already kind of... I had watched the Eric Blair interview a couple of years back.
2: Oh, cool. Thanks.
0: So I had watched it, and I knew... I knew, I'd been updated with everything, and I kind of knew everything, what was going on with you up until whenever they uploaded that. Um, But I had no idea that you and Steve were doing this thing with Glenn all together, and I had no idea that you guys were like crisscrossing back and forth between bass and drums. How did that all start?
1: Uh, well, basically, it started back in 1999 when we, when we did the first uh, Sam Samhain uh, revival, as, right. it, as you want to call it, reunion, um, and originally, we were supposed to have the original uh, Damien guy on guitar, but he was busy with uh, Iggy Pop, so he couldn't do it, and um, we were short at bass player, and both London and I were drummers. And we both kind of fiddled with guitar and bass, so it just made perfect sense that he played bass on stuff that I played drums on, and I played bass on stuff that he played drums on. And it just worked.
0: So, Steve, you play uh, bass on all the November Coming Fire songs? Yes. And then, London, you do the Initium?
1: Yes. And Unholy Passion.
0: Right. Um... Are you guys? What's the set list for this very short run?
2: <laughs> we can't tell you that. Okay. Um, it's uh, it's everything. It's all. It's the entire Initium album uh, plus you know all the uh, all the the best tracks from November Coming Fire and the uh, Final Descent record. A little bit of everything.
0: The best tracks off November Coming Fire. That's the whole album, man.
2: Oh, thanks. The
0: best tracks.
2: Well, I, that's yeah. The 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 tracks that Glenn wants to play. Let's just say that everybody's got <laughs> favorites, but it's really going to come down to what uh, what Glenn uh, wants to do. Um, so we actually last night was our first rehearsal. Uh, Peter and I uh, got to New Jersey yesterday morning. And, uh, got cracking, you know, we've learned, um, pretty much all the songs and, and getting up to snuff with those. And then, and kind of pick out the ones that he wants to do.
0: Well, last night I was listening to Sam Hain, of course, leading up to this talk. And I remember saying to the person with me, I was like, they're jamming right now.
2: Ah. <laughs> yeah there was so peter was, go ahead sorry oh, i was just saying there were some really cool moments um because a lot of those songs uh we have never you know either steve had never played uh you know some of the songs that we are doing and i hadn't played them with steve and uh doing the archangel yesterday was was pretty mind-blowing you know, those are those are songs that we didn't do in 99, so it's really been... Uh,
1: well, a lot of the songs we didn't do in 99, Yeah, you know, and, and songs that haven't been played in almost 30 years, so it's kind of interesting to take yourself back to a uh, uh, to a spot in life, you know, when, A, you recorded the songs, and, and you kind of think back to, like, certain times where you, you actually played these songs out on the first tour, and and you kind of have to bring yourself back to that, that, that time. It's, um, it's pretty cool. Uh, and
0: and Peter, how is it for you when you're sitting in a room or standing in a room looking over at these guys? And I'm assuming you're a huge fan.
1: Uh, correct. And really, really awesome. Yeah, this is awesome. Um, in every way, shape and form. Uh yeah, you know, I, I keep saying if you would ask my twelve year old self where, you know, you might be joining Sam Hain for a reunion <laughs> thirty, you know, twenty years down the road from now, man. That no, mm mm. That doesn't make sense that it wouldn't know. still I'm still where am I? I don't even know where I am right now. Man, I'm
0: still how did it happen?
1: Um how did it happen? That is, that is, that is, <laughs> no, that is a really good question. We all none of us know each
2: other. <laughs> uh, somebody reached out to Randy. Was it? Yeah, it was I reached out okay. to, to Randy Bly from Lamb of God is a is a good friend of the bands. And when Glenn called me on a Friday and said uh, we have offers to do Sam Hain shows. And uh, if you can find a guitar player. Uh, we'll do it, uh, but we need to know by Monday. And uh, so I went into panic mode, and just started making calls. And I knew Randy was, uh, you know, pretty rabid about the band, and maybe he might have some some ideas. And uh, he mentioned Peter, and I had heard of Baroness, and I put a list together, and when I went. Over the list with Glenn, he said, "Oh, Baroness, uh, they're they're a good band," and I was surprised that he had heard of Baroness. Um, so I immediately, you know, uh, had Randy contact Peter and say, "Okay, you're on the short list," um, and uh, you know, it just kind of whittled down from there, and and uh, Peter was the the last man standing. So, uh, by Monday we had confirmed the shows and confirmed, you know, Peter's, uh, involvement and, uh, it's been great. It really, really worked out great. We're so lucky to have him and we're having a great time. Heck yeah.
0: So P- Peter, when you're looking out, this just happened last night. You jammed with Glenn Danzig, Steve Zing and London May. I, I what are your first thoughts here?
1: Um, yeah, whoa, whoa, hold on. Glenn was not present.
2: Yeah, yeah. Glenn, Glenn, not, not yet. Not, not yet. Yeah, we're we're we're, we're settling uh, Peter in. We, we we have to we have to one step at a time. Yeah, we, we have to you know <laughs> ease him
1: into this slowly. Before <laughs> <he moves. laughs> it's, it's, so this you have super rad. I you know I, I'm sure I'll have you know, much I you know I yeah it's just. It, I'm at a loss for words. Really, it's really awesome in every way, shape, and form. Like I said, man. Uh,
0: so was it the three of you last night in a room, or yes. was there a fourth
2: player? Or? No, just well, the three of us. Oh, Glenn, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, no, but I mean, in terms of the the jam last night.
2: Oh yeah, it was just a. Uh, well, we had a. Uh, yeah, we uh, it was just three of us last night. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I have a feeling, just because lately or in the in the last few years, uh, Glenn's been pretty seamless with with a lot of the bands and the set lists and the members and everything like that going back and forth. I'm not asking you guys to divulge anything, but will there be surprises on this Sam Hain tour?
1: Well, you're talking Glenn Danzig. Any anything could be a surprise at any time. Uh it's in fact it'd probably be a surprise to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know.
2: We're ready for anything. That that's one of the uh um the occupational hazards of working with Glenn is that you gotta stay on your toes because uh you know right. every every day is an adventure.
0: Well I'm he's really fascinating to me because um f- from the outside looking in um, it seems like you know he 's cool with everybody at the same time, and everybody 's cool with him and he 's also i 've noticed very accepting of horror punk as an overlord as a as a um, kind of a godfather and he he gives his blessing to a lot of bands who f- who follow in the in that kind of horror punk. Footsteps. Am I wrong about that?
2: Steve's oh.
1: going to take this one. <laughs> Go ahead, London. I refer to
0: you. <laughs> um, well, it just seems that Glenn is very accepting of the horror punk genre.
1: Well, I, I think from he, the
0: outside looking in.
1: Well, I, I think because he basically created it, right? Um, and and you know what? It's it was it's basically. To him, it's a darker version of what he was a kid, the Black Sabbath, and, and things like that. And he, he just came in in darker and yeah, he's accepting to it. You know, he's Glenn actually. You know, if you think of the bands that Glenn has supported in the past Marilyn Manson, Corn, uh, White Zombie, and
2: whatnot, Sound,
1: Garden. Sound Garden, he he. You know he he took them out before they were known.
0: No, I I know he's, he I I mean I remember seeing Danzig back in the day and and Trouble opened. Oh so, wow,
2: big fan, you know, great.
0: Band. Yeah, I, I mean it made sense to me, but it's like I, I've seen him take out the Doom Riders, who who have given a a real nod to Glenn and the music and stuff, and it, he doesn't. He doesn't approach it like, hey, you're ripping me off kind of thing. That's what I mean. Right. Uh, now, speaking of this, I, f- I thought I I, I was going to do this later on, but since we're on the topic, Son of Sam doesn't seem to be doing anything. Um, so Steve in London, uh, and I'm going to call out Todd Youth on this. If you guys ever decide to do a son of Sam or a son of son of Sam. I can bring a microphone. If you need someone, if Davey can't do it,
1: I can step in. Oh, well, we will definitely keep that in mind.
2: Wow. Uh, thank you, Danko. That's, uh, uh, that's really awesome. We, um, wow. No, we we haven't talked about, about doing anything that, that seemed to be a, um, a w- one time thing and then there was a you know attempt to make it a uh you know to have lightning strike twice and that you know wasn't uh wasn't the right situation for for me and Davey but um you you never know with these things you never know
0: I'm just throwing it out there man
2: <laughs> all right well
1: We'll i've quietly listened
0: to that record the first one and just said i can do this man oh uh, for years
1: yeah uh, you know what it was a good it was a good album i'm proud
2: of it it's amazing well we really uh you know we're hoping to do more and just things uh the the fact that that we're able to get that done in the first place is a, is a miracle because uh, you know, everybody's schedule and, and how that all happened. You know, we had never played in the, in the same room together. It was all done before the internet. It was all done by tape trading.
0: Oh, wow. I didn't Uh, know
2: that. Trading cassettes and, and then uh, me and Todd were the only two that had actually rehearsed together. But Steve right. flew in uh, and played. We
1: rehearsed for like two hours. Did we rehearse yeah, at my we, house? Uh, we went to—I uh, don't know—we went to some place in Hollywood. Oh, that place, that place where Tiger Army rehearsed. Right, 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 right. And we we played maybe for two hours, and then the next morning we were in the studio, um, and then uh, the day after that we, we laid down the, all the tracks in one day. And then we picked up Davey from the airport the next
2: day, not knowing what he was going to sing. We had never heard anything uh, of his ideas or his melody or his words or anything. We just picked him up into the studio and turned the microphone on and let it rip.
0: Wow. Um, That's a testament to Davey Havoc.
2: Yeah, yeah. He, He came up with all of that stuff on his own and just, you know, spit that out in a... Overnight. I came in the next day and heard the whole record that he had sung on. It blew me away.
0: So did you guys ever tour for Son of Sam?
2: No. Never played a show. That was it.
0: Well, if you got the master tapes without the vocals, I'll lay my own melodies on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Very nice.
0: Son of Son of Sam.
1: Son of, son of Sam.
0: Well, between, between all you guys, I mean, individually, there's so many things to discuss and to bring up. I mean, uh, I mean, London, you and I went back and forth on the email. It was a, such a treat to hear that Steve was going to be on, and I had no idea Peter was going to be on either. Um, but what is the update? Because I am a huge Distorted Pony fan, I loved what? Instant Winner. Yeah, I I love that album. I've even written, I've listed Distorted Ponies Instant Winner in articles that I've written in rock mags.
2: Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, wow. Um, I would. You can, if uh, you can send me some of that stuff. I would love to share that with the rest of the band. That's, uh, you know, we uh, that's. Thank you man. That that's I'm really touched by that cuz that that was the band It's a, that it's a, blew they're on part
0: me. of a roll call of bands that I include Killdozer, Bowl, Bathtub, The Melvins, The Cows, Sweet Pea, all those types of like 90s noise rock bands.
2: Oh, wow. Well, we have um we have tried oh shit. Um last weekend the 15th and 16th uh David was in Los Angeles. He lives in Austin now, and he was in Los Angeles, and they tried to get us all together to work on a record. Um, I was, wasn't was able to do it because I was scheduled to shoot a movie, and the movie got postponed, and uh, so I didn't do Distorted Pony or the movie, and uh, that that sucks, but yeah, I love that band, and we're... Every summer, we're, we get offers to go to Europe to play and uh, to make more music, and it just has not worked out.
0: There's a revival of that kind of genre with bands like Mets and Pissed Jeans, and I hear these bands and I go, well, you know, bands like the Jesus Lizard and Distorted Pony were doing that way back then. And I had, to I be had honest
2: no with you. We, we, you know we Sorry. got back together and, and did um, some reunion shows a couple of years ago, and to, to moderate success, but it did not set the world on fire. I'm just uh, I thought that that genre was kind of dead because we couldn't get arrested.
0: yeah, it was uh it's being revived somehow. Especially here in Toronto, there's because Mets are from Toronto, they signed to Sub Pop and then all these similar sounding bands come out of the woodwork now. Mm. And, you know, until I saw that Eric Blair interview, I had no idea you were in Distorted Pony because when the album came out, it was on Trance, Syndicate. So I used to just like, always, I thought they were a great label and would listen to whatever it is that they put out.
2: Yeah. King, King coffee from the butthole surfers. That's his label. And, um, I just, uh, was emailing him like about a, a week or two ago. That's really funny. Um, that you mentioned that cause, uh, I'm a huge butthole surfers fan and such a big influence on, um, you know, all that tribal stuff that, that I used to do and distorted pony and, and bands like that so uh um that was really great and you know as any anybody out there in the world who's interested in distorted pony and booking the band or putting records out we are absolutely on fire to do more stuff so wow um, that's amazing yeah absolutely.
0: i've always you know trans syndicate has been a now, you mentioned that one of the members lives in Austin. Is that, is it kind of like a uh, Discord with Ian Mackay and King Coffee, like more of a scene uh, label?
2: Well, Trance, you know, they've, they've been defunct now for, I don't know, years and years, maybe 10, 15, yeah. 20 years. After um, a it Trailer It of Touch and Go. Right. So I believe Trance was just. King Coffee's label. I think, what did they put out, like, John Boy? They might have put out a couple records.
0: Cherubs, John Boy, yeah. Uh, Janitor Joe, or no, they were on Amrep. But those kinds of bands, you know, uh, usually no photos.
2: You don't know who's in the band. Whereas Trance put out an L.A. band, so I can't say it was strictly... Um, but it's funny that David from Distorted Pony ended up moving to Austin after that. But I don't know if the right. Sweet Pea record that he did came out on Trance or not.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah, I just... You know, I the Distorted Pony thing was something I wanted to bring up with you because that was like, wh- what? I had no idea.
2: Yeah, there's a uh, there's a little video that uh, of us in the studio from 2010, like the first reunion that we did maybe 2011, maybe 2010. I'm sorry. I'm not great with, with, uh, with dates, but if you look it up on YouTube, there's us in the studio rehearsing for our comeback shows. Uh, that's, that's pretty great. And when we did play together again, it was, it was great. You know, I'm glad we, we had the chance to pick up because it really stopped uh pretty abruptly when the band broke up in ninety three right well, so it was nice uh, to, instant winner came
0: out in ninety four
2: I'm sorry did instant winner yeah. come out I believe so we recorded it in ninety three and it came out in ninety four
0: and you were broken up when i already when i found out about you guys
2: yeah we the band broke up in 90, the summer of 93. Um, and so that record came out a year, you know, almost a year later. And I, I had no idea about it. You know, I had, I had been fired from the band and it was really shitty situation and it was really a bum out. Um, so I didn't have any contact with them except through lawyers and stuff. And it was really nasty. And Hmm. so when we, uh, we able to get back together and and kind of, you know, mend fences. It was really nice to to have that chance to re-experience that all again with everybody, you know, having clear heads and you know without all the issues that we had when we were kids.
0: <clears throat> I used to have a radio show in those days, so the station would always get you know touch and go stuff, and I played Distorted Pony on my show.
2: Oh. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah. I had no yeah. idea. I, you know, Danko, I thought you were from, from Europe this whole time. I had no idea you were from Canada. I thought you were English. <laughs> Cause I think I so. first read about you in like a, uh, a, a mojo or something. So I thought you were from, from England.
0: Oh, wow. Had I known that I would have started this talk with a faux accent.
2: <laughs> Hello. <laughs>
0: Hi, you <laughs> Now, this is something that, you know, I, as a fan, I got to bring up uh, because I kind of want to know. And I hemmed and hawed as to whether I should bring it up. But I saw on Doyle's Instagram... That he had posted a pick with Erie um I've kind of been in touch with Erie through email I'm sorry um, <laughs> I just wanted to know if there was uh the standing with 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 you guys and Erie with you guys and Damien where does it stand with those
2: guys?
1: well <clears throat> I haven't spoke to Erie since uh January of nineteen ninety
2: nine I've not spoken to Erie since. Uh, the day that I was fired from Sam Hain in 1987.
1: So, uh, as far as Damien is concerned, well, I—he was my Facebook friend, but deleted me recently when the the announcement of the Sam Hain reunion was happening. I, I don't know why. I mean, he hasn't been in touch with any of us.
2: Uh, I've been in touch with with Peter a little bit on Facebook. I mean, he wished me a happy birthday. I think that's an olive branch. I'll take that. I got no problems with with Damien. And neither do I.
1: I, and I never had a problem with Erie either. Um, Erie, um, Erie held a grudge for a long time, and it just so happens that um, I, I had reached out to him many times, but I received an e- an email from Erie. Um, I'll tell you exactly when, on June twentieth. I have nothing to um, really anything to say I mean I never had a problem with him so everybody just lives their own lives <laughs>
2: we, we don't sit there and, and like pick out the people that we're gonna play with in a band with Glenn it's up to Glenn you know right. we, we don't really have control over that stuff Erie had his at his had a long run a long successful run and if if that wasn't enough for him he you know, he's he's made decisions in his life um, to carry on doing different things, and that's cool. And you know, nobody has any nobody has any issues here.
1: There's no hard feelings on anybody. I, I've, you know, everybody lives their own lives. Uh, uh, this is where life has all brought us at, at this given time. Who knows what the future holds? Yeah. I I don't know.
2: I wish wish him the best. I wish everyone the best. Absolutely the best. The best.
1: I hold no grudges, and I have nothing against anyone. Life's too short to hold baggage and to carry baggage. It, it's there, and, and you know what? And basically, there was never baggage on my my end or London's end. If people choose to carry, you know, uh, grudges or baggage on their own by themselves, that that's their problem. You know, whatever had transpired between Erie and. I know nothing about it, nor do I want to know anything about it because that's it's not worth wasting my energy on.
2: You know, I'm. I think being and Steve and Peter and Glenn, you know, we're we're happy to be playing together and doing these shows, and that's really more important than you know other people kind of trying to make make it about themselves. It's really not about that. It's about the music. It's about Glenn's songs and and his voice and his his energy. And I'm speaking for myself. I'm happy to be part of it. And I'm fortunate. I'm lucky um, that I have a chance to do that. And, uh, you know, um, but it, you know, it wasn't always like that for me. You know, me and Glenn have had lots of, lots of issues in the past and how it's worked out this way. I I can't tell you my secret. I can't tell you why, you know, um, we get a chance to do this. So many years later, it's the way it worked out, you know, and um, so uh, that's how I feel about it.
0: Well, that's cool, guys. That's 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 more than enough to know. My next question and maybe my last question is, why is the Sam Hain reunion tour so short?
2: Well, it's not a reunion tour. It's a uh, anniversary tour.
0: Right. The yeah, thirtieth anniversary, it, right.
1: Yeah. Thirtieth
2: anniversary of the initium release. Um, I'm surprised we got one show, Danko. That's that's the miracle right there.
1: Yeah, that's true. You know,
2: I mean, this is not something that we, we come to Glenn with every week and say, When are we doing Sam Hain? It's always just been something that has has sparked with him and then he's come to us. Um, you know, Steve and, and, uh, and Johnny and Tommy and Glenn are very busy with Danzig, um, so it's not something that I ever bring up. Um, it just happened that he wanted to do this one show at Riot Fest, and that in itself is a miracle that we're, that, that, that happened, and then adding the six shows on top of that is, is really a bonus. You this is that. it. This is this is yeah. this is also the last Sam Hain shows. Please make right. that uh, uh, known to your listeners. This is it. Wow. This uh, you know us playing in 99 was it? Us playing in 2011 was it? 2012 was it? But this time, this is it. So if anybody gotcha. has any chance to see this, um, I mean these are full Sam Hain sets. This is. Not abbreviated. This is not, you know, a mini set. This is the full deal. This is the first time we've played a full set since 1986. And I definitely encourage people to to make the effort to get out to these shows. because um, this, is, this is the wrap after this.
0: Well, guys, this is amazing. I, I'm, so, I'm so grateful to speak to all you guys, especially after last night for you guys. I mean, um, it's very exciting. I've been listening to Sam Hain like all week. I'm so Sam Hain up
2: (laughs) that you sound like us. You could, you could probably, uh, join in on the songs. Show us the ones that we don't know yet.
0: Whoa. Okay. Wait, I can get in touch with our travel agent. (laughs) 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 Um, in, I think in, oh, well, 2011, we played with Danzig in Columbus, Ohio for uh, Rock on the Range. And I was talking to Tommy and he said, why don't you come meet Glenn? Because he knew I was a big fan. And I said, no. And he was really surprised I turned the offer down. I don't know. I I know I would just not be able to form words. Very Um. intimidating to say the least.
2: Well, he's, he's actually a really cool guy and, uh, yeah. he always, it always is a good start to just say hello and, uh, you know, um, I don't know. You'd, you'd be surprised. A lot of people would be surprised. I think a lot of people have that sort of preconceived idea that he's just some, you know, dark Lord sitting on a throne of skulls, you know, eating a baby or something. And he's, he's. It's it's not like that at all.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I got friends who email me pictures that they took with him, like, or, you know, like some people I've known. So I know it's all cool. And they always go, he was so cool to meet and he was so nice. Even after that, I'm just kind of like, wow. He's only really the only one in all of music for me. So it's kind of weird. Ah. But yeah, anyways.
2: Well. The, the, uh, I know that I uh, had asked you if, if you were able to make any of the shows and you weren't but um, if, if that changes we'll make that happen
0: well thanks a lot London um, I, yeah I was, I was half thinking of driving down but the nearest one I think would be New York or
1: I, I'm, I'm what still part of, uh, what part of Canada are you in? I'm in Toronto you could be in New York in a few hours.
0: Yeah, I know, but that's the big—that's the big show, right?
1: Yeah, that's that's your the guest list is on-
0: going to be butt fucked.
1: It, it's on Sam Hain Day, no less.
0: Yeah, I know that, in New York, your your guest list is going to be so fucking. Dumb.
2: Don't worry about it if you can if you can get down, Denka. We'll 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 straighten it out. Don't don't even worry about it. I don't For want to real? be on
0: the guest list. I'll, if you could just put aside two tickets. I mean, I'm in. Well, really? wait a minute. Oh, no. We're playing a show.
1: Ah, oh. Well, maybe you got to cancel the show. <laughs> <laughs> How important is that show to you, yeah, really. How important is that show to you? Guys, we got to have
0: a band meeting. Sam band Hain wants me Somebody to see can... their show.
2: Well, if, if things change, you are, you are absolutely invited. Please. Thanks, uh, guys. Please that is
0: unbelievable this has just been i i mean I, I london i emailed you an hour before we were supposed to talk i've just been on pins and needles all morning
2: oh did you i'm sorry i didn't i didn't see it this morning whoops
0: oh that's fine
2: <laughs> good I, I shouldn't have uh, even
0: told you it just uh, makes uh, me look like a freak
2: oh no don't even we're uh we're all, we're having a blast here. That's the, you know, you caught us at a really fun time. We're, we're hanging out in New Jersey. Steve's going to take us on a, on a tour of Lodi, the old haunts that, uh, oh, that the misfits of Sam Hain used to, uh, used to, you know, the old stomping grounds. So, yeah. And then we get back and, and rehearse, you know, it's, it's, it's just the fucking best.
0: Uh, dude, guys, this has been awesome. My Thank offer so stands much. on son of Sam always.
2: All right. We'll keep that in mind. That's a that's that's definitely a food for thought, for sure.
0: I don't know if you're supposed to have a, be able to grow a devil lock to be in the band, but if <laughs> if, if that's the case, I'm out. Oh. <laughs> but uh, thanks, guys. I got a lot, and thanks, Peter. Sorry, sorry for leaving you out there.
1: Oh, it's, it's not, don't, I don't, I'm not left out at all, man. Right you on,
0: you, man. you are. The envy of all of us out here, you rule, man.
2: Peter, Peter. wow, you're the you're
0: out. you are living our dream.
2: Well, uh, <laughs> the black dream. I hope, I hope I make it all come true for you guys out there. He's doing great, yeah, dude. We're, we're so happy to have him. We're we're really lucky, and and uh, yeah, this is this is awesome, and this is killer, man. I'm really stoked on all.
0: It's like the MTV Lost Weekend with Sam Hain. You won.
2: <laughs> yeah. you're gonna, yeah, If we had a, a crew with us right now, it would be great to go on the tour with us, the low-die tour.
0: Oh, my God. That's, dude, it's, it rules. You guys, it's amazing. I'm, I'm just sitting here, and this rules.
2: Well, we're, we're it's really, awesome. Really lucky people.
0: After I get off the phone with you guys... I'm going to look at myself in the mirror, point at myself, and go, You rule, dude.
2: <laughs> well, I do it every morning, Steve talking. <laughs> because I'm good enough. Well, maybe it's better picture not of myself people. in the bathroom. Did I tell you about the picture of the bathroom? Ah. Uh, well, did you see it? Did uh, you finally uh, see it? <laughs> it's just so that when I sit on the throne, I know it's king. Steve had a picture of himself. Right in front of the, the toilet. Right. <laughs> That's for real. That's for real. But but you and know what? Well it's, actually yeah, <laughs> it,
1: Actually it it makes me realize how blessed I am to be in the position that I'm in. Right on. And no matter
2: where you are, you always
1: <laughs> want to remember it.
2: <laughs> yeah, you very grateful for a clean sweep. <laughs>
0: Well, thank you guys for your time. Thank you so
2: much. Nick. It, was, it was really uh, really worked out well. And, and being able to do this today with, with Peter while we're here in New Jersey and uh, with Steve was much better interview than me by myself. Well, this is an exclusive because nobody's talked with, with, uh, with Peter since he's been in the band for 24 hours. So uh, this, is the, this is a first. You got the scoop.
1: Wow. Are you hazing him? Oh, not yet. We will. Oh. <laughs> <Amazing>. Awesome.
2: <laughs> I've already paid my fucking dues. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks,
0: guys.
2: Thank you so much, Danko.
0: Have fun jamming and have fun on tour. London. I'll we'll, reach we'll out to you if I can Paris. actually make it.
2: Unless, unless Danko Jones is opening for Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, Black Flag, the Circle Jerks. Yeah uh and we expect to see you yeah we expect to see you
0: band meeting right now
2: <laughs> <laughs> you go. asap dudes thanks guys all right thanks bye bye
0: bye bye